I made you understand that your success in life is determined by God and other factors. God determines how successful a man can be because before you were born, some certain things about your life were predetermined. Besides the God factor, besides the power of God, besides the presence of God, there are other things that determines your success. And I said the first one is your mindset and your thought pattern. Say my mindset. My mindset. Yes, besides God working on you to bless you, to transform you, to change your life. Another thing that changes your life and your destiny and determines how successful a person becomes is your mindset. Somebody shout my mindset. My mindset. And your thought pattern, the way you think, the way you process information. Some people have conditioned their minds that there is no way they can make it. And I told you, even if we take you to the mountains for 100 years, you may not be, because you may not be able to make it because your mind is conditioned that you can't make it. And uh, there are some of us who are also conditioned that we would forever be make it, we will be successful, we cannot fail. Once your mind is conditioned that way, God programs everything around you and make you successful. So tell yourself, I am a success. I am a success. Shout, I will succeed. I will succeed. I will excel. I will excel. Shout, I will prosper. I will prosper. Shout, I will do well. I will do well. You need to condition your mind in the fa in, in a way that it doesn't matter what happens, you will do it. Last week, I made you understand, I used a madman as an analogy to make you understand. You see, when a madman goes out there, they can even eat food from the gutters. Do they fall sick? When a madman eats food from the streets, they still walk out healthy. Why? Because even the madman's mindset is conditioned that there is absolutely nothing wrong with the food he is eating, so he doesn't fall sick. Are you here? Yeah, the madman's mindset is conditioned that that food from the gutters is okay, it's good, it's nice. And so the madman mad doesn't fall sick. Guess what? You that is healthy, if you pick even food from even that has fallen in your own house, you can get a tummy problem. Why? Because immediately you pick the food. And you took it. Your mind condition, there is something wrong with it. Immediately, it is registered in your mind that there is something wrong with that food. Guess what? I gave you a testimony of a woman I was praying for years back. And uh, I prayed for her. She, in her mind, she was HIV positive. And I, I called her and I ministered to her and I told her, you are not HIV positive. God is telling me you are going to live long, whatever, whatever. She says, no, man of God, it's not possible because I am HIV positive. I told her, I have prayed about it. You are not HIV positive. Before she got the news that she was HIV positive, she was, I mean, size 18. Now, that time, she was almost size 10. She had lost weight. Why? Because in her mind, she thought she was HIV positive. But by prophetic intuition, I made her understand she's not HIV positive. 
was easy. She went to do the test and guess what? It came negative. She did the test that almost three times all of it came negative. Guess what? Right after that information she received, she started gaining weight again. Why? Because the, the reason why she was losing weight was not because she was actually positive. It was because of the conditioning of her mind. Most of us, we are what we are because of the conditioning of your mind. Tell your neighbor, my neighbor. My neighbor. Think right. Think right. Tell your neighbor, my neighbor. My neighbor. Think right. Think right. Yes, yeah, so your mindset determines how successful you become. Number two, I said your environment. Somebody say your environment. your environment. The environment in which you live in influences what your life becomes. I made you understand um, um, last week that if you have a child, if I've got, if I, if I happen to know, let me not say if I, because I don't intend to have twins anytime soon. If somebody, <laughs> if somebody gives birth to twins hallelujah glory be to god yes yes pastor Liz has twins so let me use pastor Liz's twins as an example you know you know when you declare some things it can happen hallelujah maybe one but twins is is on another level now let's say pastor Liz has twins and she she has twins. Yes, she has twins. So one is, we put one here in Kenya, um, in Rongai, where she lives, and we take the other one to America. After 10 years or 15 years, even though they are twins, they came out from the same womb on the same day at the same time. Guess what? Their thought pattern will be different. The way they see life is different. The way they, 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 they manage themselves is different. Why? Because of the environment that they find themselves in. I told you about one of my daughters in the UK who was looking so beautiful, doing so well. All of a sudden, this woman started not coming to church with a scarf on her head. She started wearing some funny long skirt. I mean, she wears long sleeves, long skirt. And I begin to wonder, what is going on here? And as, as I'm uh, I, I, for the first day, I thought it was okay. Second day, I thought it was okay. Second week. By the third week, I forget that no, there is something wrong with this lady. I called her and I tried to talk to her. She tells me, man of God, all these things that you, you people are doing, you are sinning. I said, tell us so that we can repent. She says, you see, <laughs> you see the way people come to church with their hair, it is a sin. The way people dress in skirts, it is a sin. I said, my daughter, who told you? Now, apparently, I found out that she was listening to a certain woman of God on social media. And so the woman of God had influenced the way she thinks. Are you hearing me? So she, she was listening to these um, 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 legalistic messages that make you feel that you cannot pray with your head uncovered. You cannot pray um, when you are wearing trousers and all those funny, funny doctrines. So I had to take her through counseling and try to take her out of that. And it took a long time. It was almost impossible. Why? Because she had fed her mind with funny information and now she has surrounded herself with other people who believed in the same doctrine. 
So if you are not careful, the environment that you find yourself in can negatively influence your life. The third thing I said is the people around you. Like I said, the people around you can also affect how successful you become. Many of us, you are, you are married to the person you are married to because of somebody connected you. You are doing a certain job because somebody around you connected you. You need to be very careful because the people you surround yourselves with determine how far you go are we together yeah so number one your mindset number two your environment number three the people that you surround yourself with and number four your actions somebody say my actions my actions what you do daily what you do daily has a way of influencing your life your actions so you need to take note of that and the next thing i said i'm just doing a quick recap shall we read what is on the screen one go everyone you are what you think and you become what you think again you are what you think shall we read it like we can all read english one go Yes, you are what you think and you become what you think. Yes, you are what you think and you become what you think. You need to understand that the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is. Yes, as a man thinketh, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 78. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You are the way you think or you become what you think. You become what you progressively think about. The Bible says, for shall we read Proverbs 23, 7, 1, go. Yes, the Bible says, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Now, let's go to the next point. We'll just do a quick recap because um, um, these things, I've already talked about them. Number three, Whoever controls your mind controls. Whoever controls your mind controls. Me. Whoever controls your mind controls. Me. How many of you know that? That some of you, they are, are human beings that control your mind. Somebody can call you and shatter your entire day. Have you been there? Yes. Yeah, someone that can just make one simple phone call. Just call you from today. Don't ever call my phone in your life. Can I tell you for the next three months you'll be depressed. Somebody can tell you that and you'll be depressed. Are you getting me? And uh, I was studying something yesterday that really shocked my life. That these things we call spiritual attack is actually mental attack. Somebody says spiritual attack. attack. Because I actually through my study I realized that the devil cannot attack your spirit. Man is a tripartite being. You are your body, your soul, and your spirit. The real thing that the devil actually attacks is your soul, your mind. Can I get three people here so that I can illustrate something? Yes. Now, say that man of God. Yeah, thank you. Now, come. Yes, it's good you have a blaze up that is blue signifying your soul. Now, man is a tripartite being. A human being is three in one. Somebody say three in one. Shall we say three in one? Now you have, you are, the real you is a spirit. You have a soul that lives in a body. You, as you are seated down right now, you are three in one. This part of you is your body. The one that everybody can see. But the real you is a spirit. Somebody say spirit. spirit. 
That is why when you die, your body is still there. They can cremate you, burn you, or do anything, but your spirit goes back to God. Are you hearing me? Yeah, and your soul will be waiting for judgment. Now, hear me. This is your spirit. That is your soul and your body. Now, your spirit is the real you. Your soul is what connects the body to the spirit. Are we here? And your body is the container that houses everything. Now, watch here. When the enemy wants to attack you, now your spirit cannot be attacked because it's recreated, it's born again. When you are born again, your spirit man is saved. There is nothing the enemy can do against your spirit. But now hear me, when the enemy wants to attack you, the first attack starts from your soul. That is, your soul comprises of your mind, your emotions, and your intellect. Now, when the enemy wants to attack you, it starts from here. He starts from attacking your thinking, your thoughts, your mind. He, he tries to mix, push you in a space where you start getting low, you start getting depressed. Now, immediately, your soul and your mind is attacked. Most of you, what happens is that you can't even pray. When you get depressed, you get sad, you feel um, low. What happens? Your soul is the one that is attacked, but your, your spirit also gets attacked. Why? Because the soul links the body and the spirit. Are we here? Yes. Are we here? So what really got attacked was your mind. But it eventually affects your spirit and it also affects your body. Some of you, when you get to a space where the enemy manages to attack you and you get depressed, you get low, what happens is that you don't even eat. Is that not so? If you eat, you overeat and you put on weight. Yeah, there are some people when they get depressed, there are some people overeat. Some people, when they get depressed, they don't eat at all. So, your soul being attacked eventually affects your body and it also affects your mind. So, that these attacks we think of and the attacks that are always coming against us is really an attack against your, your mind, your soul. That is what the Bible says. Keep your, he, he, he said, um, give me Isaiah 26 verse 3. The scripture then says, he whose mind is kept on the Lord receives peace. If you don't keep your mind on the Lord, you don't take, safeguard your mind. Shall we read one go? What is that? Yeah, the Bible says, God says, he will keep you in perfect peace. He whose mind is stayed on him. If your mind is not on God, I'm telling you, the troubles and the attacks of life will frustrate your soul and it will eventually frustrate your body and your spirit. Are we here? For you to be in perfect, perfect peace, the Bible says, give me that scripture. It says, he will keep him in perfect peace. Peace, he whose mind is what? Stayed on God. If you don't condition yourself and train yourself to keep your mind on Jehovah, I'm telling you, this part of the body, which is your mind, your soul, which some scriptures put it, your heart, will frustrate every other thing around your life. You feel frustrated, you feel stressed, you feel drained. Why? Because your mind is not on God. The Bible says, out, it says, guard the heart because out of it comes what? Yes, the heart, I told you last week, the heart in scripture represents what? The mind. Anytime you see the heart in the word of God, he's actually talking about the mind. Are we hearing me? 
Yeah, so you need to put your mind on Jehovah. If you don't, and how do you put your mind on Jehovah? By constantly feeding yourself with the word of God. Constantly assuring yourself with the promises that God has given you. Are we here? You, you just hold, I know it looks sometimes, the promises look so far from manifestation, but guess what? The promises of God is the only thing that sometimes you have to hold on when the troubles of life and the storms of life come out against you. The, the, when the storms of life and the troubles of life hits your life, you know the word of God says, it, you shall pass through the waters, it shall be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. He says, even if you pass through the fire, thou shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon you. It doesn't matter the attacks and the storms that wage against you. You have to keep your mind on the word. Somebody say, my mind is on the word. Shout it, say, my mind is on the word. He says, he who keeps his mind on him, he will keep him in perfect peace. Amen? Yes. So when somebody manages to control this part of your body, the real, your mind, you are finished. Once the person controls your mind, when this part of your body is, has broken down, every other thing else breaks down. Let me go back to mad people. When you see a madman out there, you, can you address his body is messed up, his spirit is messed up. Why? Because his mind is messed up. Are we here? The real you, the real thing you need to take control of, that you need to make sure is your mind. The Bible says, guard your heart, guard your mind, because out of it comes the issues of life. How well are you guarding yourself? Anybody you give control over to control your mind controls your life. Some of you, somebody can just test you today, and like I said, everything about your day shuts. Say, oh Lord. Say, oh Lord, help me to, put, to, to keep my mind on you. Yes, so whoever controls your mind, control, and number four, your thoughts should fall within the parameters. Like I said, we said, we said this last week. That's where we ended last week. Your thoughts should fall within the parameters of what? Philippians 4, verse what? Verse what? 8. And what is there? Who can quote that scripture for me? Anybody who, you should have memorized this scripture from last week. Who can quote Philippians 4 verse 8? After this, if you quote it well, after this we will have lunch in the name of Jesus. Anybody? Who can quote Philippians 4 verse 8? No, you, no, you are quoting. Quoting or you are trying. Yeah? Finally, brethren. Finally, brethren. For whatever things are pure, whatever things are true, whatever things are true. <laughs> pastor, pastor, keep your hands together for pastor. He has tried. He says, finally, brethren. And you see, the reason why this scripture is so crucial and pertinent to you is that he begins from verse 6 where he talks about prayer. Apostle Paul says, from verse 6, he says, be anxious for nothing. Anxiety comes from where? From your mind. You are anxious. You are stressed. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto who? Unto Jehovah. He says, do not be anxious about your job. Do not be anxious about your school. Do not be anxious about your marriage. Do not be anxious about your career. He said, be anxious for nothing but in everything by 
And I said everything here embeds everything that you can think of. My marriage by prayer. My job by prayer. My ministry by prayer. My career by prayer. And with and supplication, let your request go back to Jehovah. Now, after he says this, now he comes down to verse 8. Now, go back, go back, go back, go back to verse 7. He says, do not be anxious for anything and for nothing, um, um, but in everything by prayer, let your request be made known unto God. And he comes to verse 7 and says, and the peace of God. Somebody say the peace of God. The peace of God. Somebody shout the peace of God. The peace of God. When you, are, you put your request to Jehovah, there is this peace that comes upon you. Sometimes the breakthrough may not have come, but you still sense the peace of God. Someone shout the peace of God. The peace of God. Yeah, sometimes the miracle may not have come out, but you sense the peace of God. Why? Because you're now you have kept your mind on Jehovah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through the Lord Jesus. Now, after that, now he comes to the most important scripture that is supposed to help you. He says, finally, brethren. Somebody say finally. Finally. Now this apostle Paul closing and giving a closing note to the church in Philippines. And he says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any praise and if there be any virtue, think on these things. So any thought that crosses your mind, number one, is it true? Number two, is it what? Noble. Number three, is it what? Just. Number four, is it what? Pure. Now, this one is deep. Somebody say deep. Deep. Ask your neighbor, are your thoughts pure? It's pure. <laughs> whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate. Think on these things. That is those things. These, those are the things your mind is supposed to be focusing on. If you want your, to safeguard your mind and have, a, and have a healthy mindset, your thoughts should be, fall within the parameters of these things. Noble, just, pure, lovely, true. Something that is of good report. Amen? If you don't let me tell you, it does not come automatically because you are saved. You must train yourself into doing that. Are we hearing me? Yes, sir. Train yourself into what? Yeah, into meditating on the right things. It does not come auto. In fact, do you know that bad thoughts easily run through your mind and good thoughts? Hello? No. Why are you pretending as if you are an angel? Bad thoughts easily run through your mind than good thoughts. Young David, um, 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 Dr. Young Jicho, the man with the biggest church in the whole world, he says within, he says that in a day, if more evil thoughts run through the mind of an individual than good thoughts. And it is the responsibility of you as a Christian to manage your thoughts with the word of God so that it doesn't go off tangent. Because right here that we are sitting in church, somebody's mind went off tangent. You, your mind went off, 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 off. You are remembering, wow, okay, wow, wow. And then somebody shook you a little and you realize, I'm in church. Why? I bind you in the name of Jesus. I bind you in the name of Jesus. It happens. Amen? Yes, next point. 
So your thoughts should be fall within the parameters of these things. Our thoughts should fall within. Yeah, your thinking controls your life. Yes, I've thought about that. Next point, quickly. You become what you feed your mind on. And then what? Tell your neighbor, you become what you feed your mind on. You become what you feed your mind on. Yes. The gate to your mind is these three things. No, two things. Number one, your... Yes, that's the gate to your mind. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I, I was looking for an illustration to make maybe, God willing, um, um, next week I'll make it. The gate to your mind is through your... It's through your... It's through your... Yes. yes. So the things you hear constantly, it feeds your mind. The things you hear constantly, it feeds your what? It feeds your mind. And it controls your life. The gate to your mind is your ears. Another gate is your eyes. The things you see constantly. I personally, one of the reasons why I got into business, I had decided to do business, besides any other thing else, is because of how I grew up. My uncle used to be a businessman. And my uncle used to come to the house, met me those days, he would travel for like two, two weeks and come back. And then now when he comes home, you know that those back, they call it, um, is it Nigeria must go or Ghana must go? What is it called? Nah, why Ghana must go? Ghana is not going anywhere. <laughs> those bags, my uncle will come with those big bags with a lot of money. And I saw it. Not, I, I, he will carry those big bags and he will put the bags in the house. And I, as a young man, I will see him all the time. In fact, sometimes he will open his boots and he will be pulling money out of the boots. And he will sit me in his car, we will talk, and he will tell me, and see, he's a man that didn't go to school. I mean, he did only, he finished only A-levels, and that was it. And I kept, he kept telling me, David, when you grow, do business. So, I, he kept mentioning, and I kept seeing it around him. And I, as he kept saying it to me, do be a businessman like me. Be a businessman so that you never struggle. And true, in the house, nobody was struggling. He was doing so well. So as I grew up, guess what? I always say, as much as I know, professionally, I have never worked for anybody. Like the way you apply for a CV and go and apply for a job, I have never. Why? Because as I was growing up, my mindset is I have to work for myself. I'm not saying don't work for anybody. No, I'm just giving you a story. <laughs> Are you getting me? Yeah, those are good. Now that is it. He, he used to imagine such bags as a young man seeing this almost every two weeks. Bags with money. So it influenced my thinking. It influenced my life. Because I kept hearing be a businessman. So as I was growing up right from campus days. I was an engineering student. Electrical, computer engineering student. In a class of 300 students. With computer engineers. Um, with electrical engineers in one class. The first thing I thought of was. Those days our lecturers will come. And they will give you a handout. And the handout has about 10 pages. And every lecturer we had 8 units. Will come with about 10 page documents and you are supposed to make a photocopy so what did i do i quickly decided i'll buy a photocopier machine i told my mother can you give me a loan 
So what do you need it for? I said, I want to buy a photocopier machine. I bought a photocopier machine in our campus. I bought one. Guess what? When I realized the business was good, I bought two. All the faculties, engineering faculty, social science, medical, um, 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 school of medicine, every faculty in the campus, I made sure I put a photocopier machine there. Every day, I was making money from all the students on campus. Why? Because I heard my uncle keep telling me, be a businessman. Are you getting me? Yes. I was taking, I was a student, but guess what? I was paying other students' school fees. Because the money I was making then was good. Somebody say, wow. Wow. <laughs> May God touch your mind. I receive. So, I got into learning how to do business because of the surroundings and the things I kept hearing. And that is why I've told every pastor under me that you don't just have to preach. Amen? Sir. If you're a man of God, you must... Because I always say, if you are always dependent on the congregation for your livelihood, you cannot preach certain messages. Me, I can preach anything I want, tell anybody anything I want. Why? Because nobody determines what I eat. If you're a pastor and there's one church member that feeds you, the day that church member does something wrong, you cannot say it. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Yeah. Here we can even fire you. Yes. If you misbehave, we what? Yes. Why? Because we, you, you must manage yourself in such a way that you are hearing the right things that influences your life to do the right things. Let's go to the next point. What you feed your mind on eventually manifests in your life. Now let's go to kingdom mindset. Let's skip to kingdom mindset. In the next few minutes and then we can close. All these things were just a quick recap because we are not coming to this subject again. What do I mean by kingdom mindset? What I mean by, I've thought about your mind and how your mind operates and how your mind influences your life. Now we are narrowing it down to kingdom mindset. We are going to do kingdom behavior. Somebody say kingdom behavior. How you are supposed to behave in the kingdom. That is in the next few weeks. And then how um, you are supposed to operate. Operating in the kingdom. We are doing the kingdom series. Now we are, doing a, we are dealing with kingdom mindset. What do I mean by kingdom mindset? Being conscious of who you are in Christ. And the kingdom position you occupy in this kingdom. What position do you call, occupy? What, how conscious are you of your, your being in the kingdom? Are we here? When Jesus was preaching, he, he, Jesus didn't say, I'm coming, I'm bringing you Christianity. Jesus says, I, I mean, the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus came preaching the kingdom. Now, you, once you are in this kingdom, what are some of the things you need to be aware of? That is what I mean by kingdom mindset. How do you, what do you, how do you condition your mind as a kingdom child in order to operate? Number one, the first thing you need to know and I want everyone to write it down. Make sure you, write, you are making notes. If you are not making notes, make sure the sermon is on YouTube by Wednesday. You can go back and listen to it and you shall be blessed. Somebody shout, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Now you must convince yourself and your mind 
that you are a child of what? God. Yes, not just a child of Mr. Mwangi or Mr. Kamau. You are a child of God. You are, you have an inheritance in the kingdom. Shout, I have an inheritance. I have an inheritance. Yes, number one, know that you are a child of God. Number two, understand that you have an inheritance in the kingdom. And number three, understand that the same power that was given to Jesus has been given to you. Somebody say, wow. wow. Yes, you are so powerful. You don't know. You have an inheritance in the kingdom. You are a child of God. You are the same power that was given to the Lord Jesus has also been bestowed to you. Somebody says, if I'm a child of God, why is my life so messed up? Yeah, it's, you are still in the process. God is still processing you. Amen? But convince yourself and know it with, that, with absolute certainty that you are a child of God. Somebody shout, I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. Uh, shout it like your voice is your shout, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Yes. Now let's read First John, I'm sorry, John 1 um, 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 verses 12 to 13. Shall we read? The Bible says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become what? Have you received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? So who are you? I want you to confess it. Who are you? I'm a child of God. Who are you? I'm a child of God. Why? Because you have received him, right? The Bible says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become. When you receive him, you become a child of our heavenly father. And to those who believe in his name, if you receive him, you become a child. Say so you were adopted and as a child by Jehovah. And now, as you are seated right here, you are not just an ordinary being. I walk confidently, I talk confidently because I know that I have a father who is able to provide for everything. Yeah. Are we here? Yes, I know that I have a father who is able to what? provide for everything. Why? Because I am a child of God. And number two, I said, you have the same power that was given to Christ Jesus has also been given to you. Amen? With the Bible calls us joint heirs with Christ. We, we operate like joint heirs. Do you know a her? H-E-I-R. In other words, you share in the inheritance of Christ Jesus. The same power and authority that um, 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 was given to Jesus has been given to you. And you have an inheritance. Somebody say, I have an inheritance. Have an inheritance. And that is so deep. If I'm to spend my time on it, we will not be able to close. Shout, I have an inheritance in the kingdom. I have an inheritance in the kingdom. What does that mean? What that simply means is that there are certain things God has said is for his children. It's for you. Amen. Oh my God. There are certain things God has declared is for his children. It is for you. It is also for what? For you. Yeah. You have an inheritance in the kingdom. When any, any declaration God made over the children of Israel, it is also yours. 
Amen? Amen. In the promise you see in these scriptures, it is also what? Yours. Why? Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verses 17, shall we read what is there? One go. Now, Now, this is so powerful. See, can I say something that will beat your theology and some of the things you know? You see, there is this thing like, don't, don't take, we don't want to share in God's glory. You know, Christians, I, I don't want to take God's glory. You can't take God's glory, but you share in his glory. Glory, be it is written in your Bible. The only problem is that you heard some preacher say it 10 years ago and you have also adopted it. I don't want to share in God's glory. Do you know why you suffer? Do you know why you are as a Christian you suffer? Do you know why? Yeah, because Christ suffered. Christ went through things. And guess what? If Christ went through things, you are also expected to also go through things sometimes. Can I tell you something? Suffering is not only for the people in the world. It's also for us. He says, as we share in his sufferings, we shall also share in his glory. When you go through suffering, guess what? If Christ never remained in the grave, and if they did not beat Christ forever, I came to tell you, your suffering is not forever. Amen. Oh my God, I wish I came to church. I said, your suffering is not forever. Amen. He says, we share in his suffering. Uh, sometimes the, the fact that you are going through something in fact it is actually an evidence that you are a child of God as a child of God you must go through something because our Lord Jesus the one we are following what did he do he went through things but you see we have become that type of Christian who feels that we don't have to go through things can I tell you something? In your lowest time in the time you are going through things that is when you see number one you see the real you are you hearing me? You get to know the real you. Number two, you really get to know the people who are for you. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. When you have not experienced suffering, I'm, I'm telling you, you have not seen anything yet. It, it, your, 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 your Christianity cannot be validated. Are you hearing me? Your Christianity cannot be what? Cannot be validated. What validates you? The other day, Apostle Paul said, everyone's work will pass through fire. You must go through some fires of life. Can I tell you? And guess what? The greater your fire, the greater your testimony. The greater your pain, the greater your glory. The greater the attacks, the greater the miracle that shall burst forth in your life. I came to declare unto you in the name of Jesus. Every show attack and challenge you are going through. God will through that attack release a glory in your life. Amen. He says if we went through the sufferings with him, guess what? We shall also share in his glory. Tell your neighbor, my glory is about to be seen. Sorry, my glory is about to be seen. The reason why I know that your glory is coming is because right now as we speak, you are going through some things. You are going through some tough times, some difficult moments. Guess what? Your glory is about to be seen. And know it, as a child of God, it is part of it. Sufferings are part of being a child of God.
Amen. They, can I tell you something that will shock you in the next point? The greatest lessons are learned in your time of challenge. Not in the time of your victories. The greatest lessons of life, you learn it during the time of challenge. When things are tough, when things are difficult, when life looks like it has beaten you to the core, that is when you learn some of the greatest lessons of your life. And you get to know the real people around you during the time of your challenge as well. So, you need to understand, number one, condition your mind you are a child of God. Somebody shout, I'm a child of God. Shout it, I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. Yes, as a child of God, you are joined hands with Christ. And, and the next thing, I said that the same power that was given to the Lord Jesus, you also have it. Amen? You are joined hands with, somebody say, I, I can heal the sick. I can heal the sick. I can raise the dead. I can raise the dead. Yes, if Jesus healed, you can heal. If Jesus prophesied, you can prophesy. The Bible says, as he is, so are we here on the earth. You need to condition your mind like I am. That there is absolutely nothing that can beat me down. Why? Because as Christ is, so are we here on the earth. I'm anointed because Christ is anointed. I'm empowered because Christ is empowered. Ah, I mean, can any sickness bring me down? No sickness can kill me before my time because no sickness can kill the Lord Jesus. Yes. You need to condition your mind and tell yourself yes. you cannot die before your time. Yes. Ah, why? Because Christ did not die before his time. Yes. He fulfilled his identity. He fulfilled his purpose here on the earth before he died. So will you fulfill purpose. So will you fulfill your agenda. Amen. Everything that God has said yes. concerning your life, yes. it shall manifest, it shall come to pass. Amen. Nothing shall beat the will and yes. the counsel of God concerning your yes. life. Ah, Jesus went through suffering, yes. yes. He was talked down, yes. He was beaten, yes. He went through um, the haze, yes. But guess what? He eventually fulfilled his purpose yes. and destiny. I came with a sure word yes. to let you understand. Yes. In the midst of the suffering yes. you fulfill purpose yes. in the midst of the challenges you fulfill purpose oh, yeah. in the midst of the pain you will fulfill purpose I know it looks so bad and dark but yes. I came with a sure word yes. shout I will fulfill purpose Shout, I will fulfill purpose I'll fulfill purpose shout I will fulfill purpose I'll fulfill purpose yes. you will fulfill purpose sit down for a minute He said, the love has been perfected among us in this. That we may have the boldness. We may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is. As he is. So are we. So are we here in this world. You have power. Someone shout, I'm powerful. I'm powerful. Because Jesus is powerful. Because Jesus is yes. powerful. As he is, so are we here on the earth. Somebody shout kingdom mindset. Kingdom mindset. 
kingdom mindset. See, you need to be able to process your mind and pattern your mind and your thinking. Feel like, you know what? It doesn't matter the sufferings I'm going through. Ah, I'm a child of God. His purposes for my life will come through. It doesn't matter who is talking bad about me. I'm a child of God. His purposes for my life will come through. You must convince yourself and convince your mind that what God has said concerning you will come to pass. He says, as we went through sufferings, we shall also share in the glory. Are we hearing me? Yes, yeah. sir. Give me that scripture again before we come to this. Yeah, you need to, in Romans 8, 17. Shall we read one go? Yes, if we shared in his suffering, we, do you know some of you, you are, you are attacked even because of the fact that you are a Christian? Yeah, you, some of you, you go through what you are going through just because you are a Christian. But can I tell you something? God will show himself strong in your life. Amen. Yeah, God will show himself strong in your life. In the name of Jesus. Let's go to point two. The Bible says we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Far above every principality and power. The second thing you need to know besides you knowing that you're a child of God. That is, is your position. Somebody shout my position. My position. Somebody shout my position. My position. Yes. You know, there are people who are very... When you study um, sociology and this thing about... Um, um, recognition and uh, what's it called? I'm trying to recall it. Who can help me? The only problem is that. Um, yes, the theories of motivation. Now, people are motivated differently. There are some people who are motivated by money. People are motivated by what? Position, recognition. People are motivated by what? Some of you, you have forgotten all the things you did in school. There are some people who are motivated by position. Somebody say position. position. And recognition. Somebody say recognition. recognition. There are some people who are motivated by money. Somebody say money. money. And money. even that, the theories of motivation will tell you it depends on how much. Yeah. Amen. Yes, somebody can be motivated by 10K. Just 10K like this. They will get it done. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. 10K. Somebody say 10K. 10K. Yes. How much are you motivated by? Ask your neighbor, how much? How much can I motivate you to get the job done? <laughs> now, hear me. The Bible says some people, the Bible makes us understand here that we are seated with Christ in what? Where are we seated? Heavenly places. Why are we seated? Heavenly places. Tell your neighbor, you don't know who I'm seated with. My recognition, my level is high. You are seated with Christ. In heavenly places, far above every principality and power. You are too powerful. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, I know you, take, you took a rider to come to church, but you are too powerful. Amen. Spiritually, you are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Amen. Far above every principality and 
power. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So it is, it is impossible for the devil to attack you. When the enemy is trying to attack you, he, he comes through Christ first. When the enemy is trying to bring you down, he comes through Christ first. Why? Because you are seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above every principality and... Yes. Now hear me and hear me well. Physical, in the spirit, physically you may not feel it, but I want you to condition your mind that spiritually you are in a certain realm and a certain dimension that is beyond natural. Are we here? Yes, sir. The realm and the place where you are seated is so high in the spirit that it takes the devil a lot of hard work in order to bring you down. Somebody shout, I'm seated with Christ. I'm seated with Christ. In the heavenly places. In the heavenly places. Far above. Far above. Every principality. Every principality. And power. And power. Yes. Give me First John chapter 4, verses 17b. First John 4. I think we just read that scripture. He says, as he is, so are we here on earth. Christ is seated above. So are we. First John 4. Read one go. Because as he is, so are we in this world. That is why in Matthew chapter 5, he says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Yes. Let your light, said, let your light so shine before men and that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The realm and the place and the dimension that you sit, you must shine. Somebody shout, I shine. I shine. Shouted, 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 I shine. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, number four, the next point is that you need to condition your mind that you are a king and a priest. Somebody shout, I'm a king. I'm a king. And a priest. And a priest. Yes. Somebody shout, I'm a king. I'm a king. And a priest. And a priest. Yes. Not a priest like a Catholic priest. No. Like you are, you are, you are a pastor. You, you carry, you are a man of God. You are a woman of God. Shout, I'm a man of God. Shout, I'm a woman of God. Yes, shout, I'm a king. I'm a king. Shout, I'm a king. I am a king. Yes, every child of God, you possess a dual personality. And the first personality that you possess is that you are a king. Shout, I'm a king. I am a king. Oh, shout it, I'm a king. I am a king. And the other personality that you possess is that you are a priest. Shout, I'm a priest. I am a priest. Now, that is why I am a strong advocate of being in the marketplace and also being in the kingdom. Because in the kingdom, you operate as a priest. And in the marketplace, you operate as a king. Are you here? 
Yes. When you are in the kingdom, when you are in the place of God, at the presence of God, you operate as a priest. You are able to go to the throne room of God and make prayer, make intercession, make demands as a priest. Uh, like the priest of old used to do, so can you do in the New Testament church, you have the boldness to enter into the throne room of God all by yourself. Are you hearing me? And make demands and speak unto God and heaven will answer. And in the same way, outside of being a priest, you also operate as a king. And what do kings do? Kings make laws and decrees. Kings are able to enact a spiritual law. Kings are able to make decrees, pronounce things, and it gets done. In other words, as you are right here, God has empowered you with such a grace, an anointing capacity, that whatever you declare, it happens. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. Uh, that as a king, when you speak, it must happen. That as a king, when you declare something, it must come forth. You are a king and a priest. That's what the Bible says in the book of Mark. That um, whatsoever you declare. And if you do not doubt in your heart, you shall have it. Why? Because God has made his soul. You are a king. Somebody shout, I'm a king. I'm a king. Somebody shout, I'm a king. I am a king. Angels are at your service because you are a king. You command angels and angels begin to work in your favor. Shout in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. I activate angels. Activate angels. Shout I activate angels. Activate angels. Shout I activate angels. Activate angels. To work on my behalf. To work on my behalf. Shout I activate angels. Activate angels. To work on my behalf. To work on my behalf. Yes, kings make laws and decrees your voice. Your voice is able to enact a spiritual law and make decrees. You have authority over people as a king. You are people obey you and will be at your command because you are a king. In fact, demons are subject under your feet because you are a king. Somebody shout, Demons are under my feet. Demons are under my feet. Shout, they are under my feet. Shout, they are under my feet. They are under my feet. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Give me First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, and then I'll give you the last point, and then we can pray. First Peter 2, 9. Shall we read one go? Royal priesthood. It says you are what? Somebody shout, I'm a chosen generation. I am a chosen generation. Shout, I'm a chosen generation. I am a chosen generation. Shout, I'm a chosen generation. I am a chosen generation. Says, you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A royal what? Priesthood. A royal priesthood. And he says uh, a holy nation is own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous Lies. yes you are a royal priesthood somebody shout i'm a chosen generation i am a chosen generation the, the, the word special people is the greek word translated peculiar unique different in other words you are different from the rest of the people in your family 
Somebody shout, I'm unique. I am unique. Shout, I'm special. I am special. Shout, I'm unique. I am unique. You know why sometimes you look that you don't have it all, but all the people in your family think like you have arrived and they are jealous of you because there is a grace upon your life. Amen. The other day, yesterday, somebody told me, ah, prophetess Grace came from the UK. Papa, can you tell her to give me a loan? I said, okay. She has a lot of money. I said, prophetess has a lot of money. Wow. But the money she has invested. Yes. So she cannot give you a loan. So prophetess, people are coming for loan because you came from the UK. So get your money ready. Yes, she says she has invested the money. Hear me, hear me all. Shout, I'm unique. I am unique. Shout, I'm special. I'm special. Shout, I'm special. I am special. Shout, I'm special. I am special. Shout, I am unique. I am unique. What others suffer, I don't suffer. What others go through, I cannot go through. What other goes through? The Lord has anointed me. The Lord has anointed with a special grace. With a special grace. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. To excel. To excel. To do well. To do well. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. The Bible says in Revelations 1 5 that God has made us kings and priests unto Himself. We have been made kings and priests. Revelations 1 5. We, we have been made kings and priests. I pray for someone here. That from today, may the uniqueness in you come alive. Amen. May the king nature in you come alive. Amen. May the priesthood in you come alive. Amen. In the mighty name, name of, of Jesus. Jesus. From today, you speak like a king. Yes. You operate like a priest. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. In your office, let the king nature in you come alive. Come alive. When you say things, may it get done. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. In the house of the Lord, may the priesthood in you come alive. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. we activate the dual dimension nature yes. of you and we declare in the name of Jesus, Jesus. let the priesthood in you come out. come out let the grace upon you come out, come out. let the anointing upon you come out. come out I declare you cannot fail like they failed Amen. you shall not go down like they went down Amen. why because you are a king and you are a priest they may be waiting looking and waiting for you to cry to go down yes. to come to them and beg yes. but as a king you do not beg as a king you do not beg as a king God is about to enthrone your throne I pray in the name of Jesus may Jehovah God put you on that kingly seat uh, every throne that you need to sit on in your office in your career in your ministry we declare in the name of Jesus may God put you on that throne I receive let's be upstanding let's be upstanding hear me The Bible says that when someone is a king and they are young, they must be put on the side and wait until the time they are fully mature. Some of you, the reason why you feel like you, are, you don't see that king nature in you is that you are still being trained for kingship. You didn't hear me. God is still training you for kingship. Amen. So that when he puts you on the throne, you know how to talk. 
Yes. You know how to behave. Yes. You know how to manage yourself. Yes. Shout, I'm being prepared. I am being prepared. For the throne. For the throne. Do you think God would put you on the throne and then now you go mess up your life? No. See, God has no wasted resources. He's preparing you for the throne. Amen. He's preparing you for that great opportunity. He's preparing you so that you can be any millions. He's preparing you for that great marriage. Amen. He's preparing you for that great ministry. Yes. Shout, I'm a king. I'm a king. God is preparing you. Amen. You are a king. Condition your mind. You are a child of God. You, you are seated in heavenly places. Condition your mind. You are a king and a priest. Condition your mind. See, sometimes if God does not pass you through certain areas, you may not be able to know how to manage yourself as a king. Yes. Like I said, the greatest lessons are learned in the time of challenges. Yes. But I pray for you in the name of Jesus, Jesus. That you shall walk in your kingly anointing. Amen. People are laughing at you, looking down on you because they have not seen the king in you. Yes. But I pray that let the king in you come alive. Come alive. I said, let the king in you come alive. Come alive. Let the king in you come alive. Come alive. Let the king in you come alive. Come alive. In the name of Jesus. I want you to begin to talk to God. You want to tell the Lord, Father, let the king in me come alive. I want you to begin to talk to the Lord. Libra Jesus, we ask that let the king in us come alive. come alive. We decree and declare in the name of the Lord, as kings, we declare that our desires shall be granted, yeah. our demands shall manifest, yes, sir. our decree shall come to pass. Yes, sir. In the name of, of Jesus, Jesus, I speak over every soul and every individual. Yes, I decree and declare that the counsel of God concerning your life alone prevail. Prevail. That the purposes of God concerning your life alone manifest. Yes. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. We decree from today you shine yes. like a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Yes. May God's purpose for you manifest in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. I declare you favored. Yes. I declare you blessed. Amen. In Jesus' matchless name. Have we prayed and everyone said amen. Amen.